You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride, take a cab, find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time slot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack-a-lackin', baby? What's crack-a-lackin'? It's time for the serious side of the James Brown Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Attorney General William Barr could release his summary of special counsel Robert Mueller's report on Russian election interference as soon as today, but a summary may not be enough. 
NPR's Tim Howard reports a bar is coming under growing pressure to make public the full report. On Friday, after nearly two years of work, Mueller delivered his report on Russian interference into the 2016 presidential election. Immediately, a small number of top Justice Department officials began reviewing the document. Attorney General William Barr and Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein spent most of Saturday working together to determine what parts of the report can be made public in a summary to Congress. But House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says that a summary of the report will not be enough. In a conference call Saturday, Pelosi told House Democrats that the full report should be made public. Delaware Democratic Senator Chris Coons, a member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, told NPR that it would be appropriate to hold a hearing with both Barr and Special Counsel Robert Mueller. Coons says many on Capitol Hill have lingering questions. Jim Howard, NPR News, Washington. The annual three-day conference by the largest pro-Israel lobbying group in the U.S. begins today in Washington, D.C. The American-Israel Public Affairs Committee will hear from Democrats and Republicans from Congress and from Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, as NPR's Don Gagne reports. APAC is the big pro-Israel lobbying organization in the U.S. Its annual conference always attracts members of Congress from both parties to speak including the House and Senate leadership. Democrat Nancy Pelosi will appear, as will Republican Mitch McConnell this year. Something you will likely not see at the conference are 2020 Democratic presidential candidates. None are scheduled. Some have said specifically they won't attend. The liberal group MoveOn.org has called on the Democratic candidates to boycott the event. Don Gagne, NPR News, Washington. A death toll from the cyclone that hit southern Africa more than a week ago is rising. A government minister in Mozambique says 446 people are now confirmed dead and that nearly 110,000 have been rescued and taken to camps after their homes were destroyed. A cruise ship that ran into trouble off the coast of Norway is now slowly making its way to port. Cecil Overgaard reports that hundreds of passengers were evacuated by helicopter overnight. The Viking Sky sent out a distress signal on Saturday afternoon after experiencing engine failure in the midst of a storm. Norwegian newspaper Bergens Tilene reports that at one point the troubled ship was only about 100 yards from the rocky coast. The ship was making its way from Tromsø to Stavanger with some 1,300 people aboard. Many of the passengers were British and American. Several evacuees were sent to hospitals for treatment, but the situation on board is reportedly now stable with most engines back in operation. The ship is expected to be towed the last stretch into port today. For NPR News, I'm Cecil Overgaard in Bieland, Denmark. And you're listening to NPR News. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Coming up next on the serious side. We begin tonight with the seismic shift in the Russia investigation. The Mueller report now in the hands of the new Attorney General, William Barr. How much, if anything, will America get to see? The AG reading the report at the Justice Department today, 24 hours after receiving it. His first summary could be made public as early as tomorrow. One headline already revealed from the 22-month investigation, ABC News has learned Robert Mueller is not recommending any further indictments. And tonight, new images of President Trump addressing guests during a fundraiser at Mar-a-Lago. ABC News learning the president is telling close associates he's, quote, glad it's over. When are we going to get an actual policy from you instead of just, like, platitudes and nice stories? Thank you. 
I'm, I'm going to try to be as specific as I can. I'm, I mentioned our criminal justice system. I've called for the end of the prohibition on marijuana and the expungement of the arrest records of everyone who's been arrested for marijuana. I've been doing that for a long time. On the question of health care, we talked about universal guaranteed high-quality health care. You asked the path to get there. Two extraordinary women with whom I served in Congress, Jan Schakowsky of Illinois, Rosa DeLauro of, of uh, Connecticut, have introduced a proposal called Medicare for America that ensures that if you have employer-based insurance and you like it, you keep it. Your doctors, your network, what works for you right now. If you don't have insurance or you don't like the insurance you already have, you enroll in Medicare. It costs a lot of money. It will be measured in the trillions of dollars. It is not inexpensive. As I made the point and I hope the case earlier, it's a far it's a lot less expensive than taking care of people at end of life who've never been treated in the first place. Control that you're criticized by the new left. I have the most progressive record of anybody running for the United anybody who would run. Joe Biden still hasn't come any closer than that to announcing an actual run, but there are new reports that he is already considering a running mate, and this gets real interesting. Axios reported today Biden's advisors are debating Stacey Abrams as an out-of-the-gate VP choice. Abrams, of course, lost her race for Georgia governor. She has said all options are on the table for 2020. According to Axios, quote, the popular Georgia Democrat who at age 45 is 31 years younger than Biden would bring diversity and excitement to the ticket, showing voters and the words of a close source that Biden isn't just another old white guy. Welcome to the serious side of the Jay Wild Show with Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Wild. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is uh, March 24th, 2019, and you're in tune to the serious side of the Jay Wild Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network online radio. It is best, like the man said, I'm Jay Ryle. Thank you so much for joining the show. Before we get into the show, though, I want to uh, just uh, make a real quick announcement. Just got some news that was very troubling for me and my family. The senior elder of our church, the founder of our church, uh, uh, Isaiah West Sr., was found uh, unconscious in his, in his house. He's uh, 86 years old. Uh, he's been rushed to the hospital, so I will be here as long as I can. Uh, but more than likely, I'll probably leave the show just a little early so I can get there and find out what's going on. So I'm going to ask you guys to pray for him and his family and pray for our church family as we continue to keep him in prayers. We'll keep continue to lift him up in the name of Jesus. Amen. Welcome to the show. Uh, have a lot to get into this morning, as always, in Trump universe and Trump land. The Mueller report is out. We'll talk about that, but before we get into it, let me introduce you to some of the best in the business. This man has made his presence felt. The response for him being here live every Sunday has just been phenomenal. He is the voice of reason. He's a very educated brother. He's my little brother, and I love him to death. Let's bring him in, the one and only Mr. Johnny D. Good morning, man. How are you doing? Happy Sunday to you. Good morning. I'm blessed, and certainly my, my heart goes out to 
you, Jane, your family, and, and, and your pastor. Um, pray that that all is well uh, with 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 health and, and prosperity. Um, like you say, we're blessed every day to be able to, to, to see another day, and we should take advantage of it. Uh, but again, my, my heart goes out, and prayers go out to you. I appreciate that, man. Absolutely praying uh, that uh, he'll pull through this. But uh, you know, this guy is. Uh, you know, he's the father of the church, man. So we're, you know, we're gonna definitely keep him in prayer. So I appreciate the prayers and thank you so much for the kind words. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the man who really kind of runs everything around here anyway. He's that undercover boss. Y'all just don't know it. My brother from another mother, the one and only Mister L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, everyone, and good morning, sir. I, I pray that your pastor pulls through, and uh, you know. That, that everything's all right with them, man. Wow, that's just disheartening news this first thing this morning. Good morning, Hawk, and how are you this morning? I'm doing well, Les, and I appreciate uh, your, your, your shout-out, and I, I pray you well as well as, long, as, as well as your family. We have a lot to get into this morning. Uh, the Mueller report is out. You know, stop the presses, or they, like they say, stop. Mueller time. The report is done. So what happens next? As all eyes are keeping their, as all people are keeping their eyes on Washington, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we'll get some information throughout the weekend. But we'll definitely have that conversation. Also, Beto O'Rourke, the new media darling. Now, are now is this a situation where the the, the media is creating another Donald Trump on the left? Because we talk about how much media coverage Donald Trump received, free media coverage because of the things that he used to say and do. Now we have, you know, uh, AOC. Now we have Beto O'Rourke. You know, what's the commonality between all of these folks? And we'll definitely have that conversation this morning. Also, Biden Abrams reports have it that not only would Joe Biden get into the race, he is thinking about announcing Stacey Abrams as his running mate. Man, when was the last time we saw this picture play out? Haven't we seen this before? We'll have that conversation third set. And let me just give you a hint. 2008, perhaps? All right, the number is 347 Before I get into it, let me just say, I want to do a real quick shout-out to a uh, show that goes on here in Houston. If, if you follow the J. Raw show on Instagram, you kind of probably more than likely saw some of the footage from the show. It's called Fish Grits in Politics. It's uh, a show hosted by Marcus Davis. Uh, he's a guy that owns the uh, uh, the Breakfast Club. It's a popular uh, uh, spot here in Houston where you go and have breakfast. You may have seen it on the Steve Harvey Show or Good Morning America. I was able to sit in on a live taping of that show, and they, inter- they, they interviewed a brother that had been wrongfully uh, incarcerated for 18 and a half years. But the reason why I bring it up is because I want to say hi to a few people that I met there. I want to say what's up to Pam. I want to say what's up to Gabe. I want to say what's up to not Gabriel, but uh, Gabby. I'm sorry, I missed your name up. And also to uh, Kay that was there, and to uh, <laughs> Lomax. And, uh, just had a great time at the show. So uh, hopefully you guys are tuning in to the show this morning, and we appreciate you. Once again, the number is three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You can mm-hmm. be a part of the conversation. Let's get into this thing. The Mueller report is out. Democrats are saying. Where's the beef? Some Republicans are doing the dance. Mr. Elias, if you are Donald Trump this morning, how are you feeling? I still will feel nervous, Jay. I still will feel nervous. The bottom and why line is that? Is, 
you know, do I know what's in the report? I don't know what's in the report. And everybody around this man went to jail. Everybody around him. And from his okay. from his uh, uh, manager, his uh, uh, managers to anybody that was campaign around manager him went to jail. Campaign mm-hmm. manager, uh, the person he he put to uh, Jeff's uh, not Jeff, uh, what's his name? Oh my God, I'm having brains this morning. Uh, they they told him not to even put him in there. He's been compromised. He went to jail, and he, he's still waiting to go to jail. Everybody is going to jail around this cat, and, and everybody's clapping because they got the report and it says, where's the beef? Come on, man. I'm, I'm wondering, uh, is anything being held back? And I, 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 why don't they, if there's nothing there, why don't they release the full report? That's what you got to ask yourself. The first question you got to ask yourself, if there's nothing there that's saying, where's the beef at? Then release the whole report. Then let the American people see it. Why are you holding it and, and releasing it in sections and going to redact stuff? Why are you going to do that? If there's nothing well, there. Say that, well, well, they haven't released anything uh, as far as the Mueller report. Uh, yeah, I think you're talking about the other information that was released earlier in the week. But I guess my question is, how do we know they're not going to do that? How, how do we know that they're not going to release the report? I mean, the, the Attorney General just got it as a Friday. He has to have time to read it, right? I mean, I know you're laughing, but I, listen, I, I get, I understand why people are, are, uh, are, you know, uh, they are suspect. You know, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, people are at a point. Yeah, there you go. That this is not going to be released. You know, it's like, yeah, right, whatever. We know, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. But listen, let's talk about the new attorney general. This guy, despite the fact that – here's the thing I think that's going to hurt people, Johnny D. When you think about anybody that Trump, you know, um, elects or or, uh, selects to be a part or nominates to to take a a position in his government or in his cabinet, people look at that person as being suspect. Now, this attorney general, this guy has a track record. A lot of folks who have worked for him says that, hey, he's a guy that follows the law. So, you know, why should we not think that this guy is not going to do the right thing? But because of the fact that Trump nominated him or selected him, and we all know what Trump is up to, that's why people are suspect are suspicious, that's the word I was looking for earlier, suspicious of everything that Trump touches, because it's not like Midas, everything that Trump touches turns to inmate number 679-345-349-3478. Your comment, <laughs> what's for you? <laughs> I tell you what, you ran off a long number there, Jake. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> yeah, I could have had to make something up. <laughs> I, I'll be honest, uh, you know, seriously, I, I think that at some point, uh, certainly we, we're going to get a redacted version of the, the, Mueller, the, the Mueller report. Uh, you are exactly yeah. right in the fact that uh, the Attorney General, Mr. Parr, has been considered by most to be a pretty staunch professional. And mm-hmm. at some point, Donald Trump uh, and his selectees, you know, he, he did not uh, start off by selecting some what what one might say would be questionable character individuals. Now, of course, those quickly departed from him, okay? And don't know what the motivation is for the Attorney General Parr to take a position such as this, uh, particularly the way he beat up uh, Jeff Sessions. Um, you know, that would be hard for one to 
be able to compromise within their own moral boundaries and say, okay, you know what, this guy beat up Jess Sessions and, you know, Jess Sessions was really locked up heel uh, with Donald Trump with the exception of uh, recruiting himself from, from this investigation. I don't think that there's no way that some incriminating information does not come out because you've just had too many pieces on the puzzle who have been uh, convicted uh, of, of criminal charges, and you still have several of them whom will most likely uh, be charged and be convicted as well. With Donald Trump, he has been unusually, as they say, quiet over the weekend. Uh, I was looking at uh, our local news channel that just so happened to show some some national news, and, and they said that um, his trip in Mar-a-Lago was, was this weekend was filled with more aid than he normally would have. So right now it's probably a matter mm-hmm. of saying, okay, this is what we need to redact. This is what we need to do in order to, to kind of smooth this over. And if if history serves itself, if Donald Trump had known something that would be advantageous to him, he would have started, in mm-hmm. my opinion, beating on his chest well before um, the brief comment and the brief tweet that he made this morning. So I'm optimistic that at some point the rule of law and, and justice will be served because, you know, there, there, there's, there's several things that um, uh, many, many years ago, I, you know, my, 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 my grandfather told me that, you know, it, it, there's certain things that you can't hide, and that's the sun, mm-hmm. the moon, and the truth. So it will come out uh, at, at this point. <laughs> What point in this process, I don't know. But the truth will will prevail. Could be well after he's out of office. But like I say, when you look at Paul and his uh, career and and how well Uh he is received by by others in in, in that law field, um, you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt to say he will do right now. If he starts to get his hands uh, slapped, then what you may find is, is a brief resignation, or he may be terminated. But like you know, that's that's a lot being said to just the thought that I'm gonna be optimistic that that we will get to the truth, and what that truth is, I think will ultimately lead to further uh, uh, criminal charges on some, and will mm. certainly set a huge fire around Donald Trump and his family. Interesting. All right, listen, uh, the smartest man in the world has checked in. You know you know who he is. He's the man every week who brings you on a need-to-know basis. He's also the man that's in charge of the Spree Radio, the one and only Mr. Jerome Spree's in the house. Man, what's going on, Jerome? How are you this morning? I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing outstanding. Uh, quest, right. A couple of questions for you right off the bat. Uh, you know, we were talking about Donald Trump. The Mueller report is out there. Uh, Donald Trump has really been – Pretty much subdued, with the exception. I didn't know he had sent a text out. I was, I mean, sent a tweet out. I was kind of looking for that, but apparently something has hit the airwaves this morning, or hit the Twitter waves this morning. I guess my question is, I think the same question for you. If you're Donald Trump, how are you feeling this morning? Do you feel pretty good about this, or is this a situation where, you know, Robert Mueller, he's the baton, he ran the first leg of the race, and so even though, and this is what got, uh, this is what has gotten uh, uh, Democrats in an uproar. No recommendation for new indictments, right? But if you're Donald Trump this morning, can you rest easy knowing that this report is complete? And I don't think the White House has been given an advanced copy of this because of the fact that, you know, it could the president could be implement, impl, impl, implicated in this whole thing. What are your thoughts? If you're Donald Trump this morning, how are you feeling? 
Well, they didn't, they didn't get an advanced copy, but they were notified. So they did get an advanced notification uh, yeah, that it was going. What yes. you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I so, say yeah. I agree with that. You're right. Yeah, and so um, I don't know what I I don't know what I think about it. You know, I I'm not um, um, that confident in I'm not that confident in anything that goes through any systems generally, and and for good reason. You know, like I said, you you have someone like Manafort, Ford hide um, sixty million dollars, and um, he gets what four years or some nonsense like that. You know, you still you still actually like seven. They give you, you eight. Them. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just saying though. So one, one yeah, yeah. totally nullified his 20 year mm-hmm. sentence, and the other one just piggybacked off of the last one. Although she went off on him, right? They still didn't punish that dude. Yeah. So, you know, as far as systems are going, I'm not really feeling that great about him generally. But you know, we still have to look at all these open investigations as well. Those spunks you know, um, spun out of it, the Mueller investigation. So when we talk about the Southern District of New York, <clears throat> the New York Attorney General, you have the District Attorney in New York City, they're bringing separate charges. Then you have the U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, and then you have the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District in Virginia. You have five different um, cases that are open. And so they're, they're, it is not over on that sense. They're breathing a sigh of relief because, you know, Donald Trump Jr. and those guys getting re- didn't get in, um, didn't get arrested. But I think Mueller is going to be a little bit more telling of why he didn't prosecute some of these people who obviously should have been prosecuted. Because it was obvious that they lied on Air Force One. They made up the story. Right. And that was obvious. You can't lie to Congress. That was obvious. So as far as what they're going to prosecute them becomes um, political, right? And so it's kind of what mm-hmm. happened in Nixon when once they figured out that he broke all these laws, they didn't charge him with those laws. When they sent that information to Congress, Congress was going to impeach his butt, and then he resigned. And then the next president, right. Ford, pardoned him. So we, this doesn't tell right. us that he did crimes or not. It just says that Mueller is going to have all of this information that he's given to the attorney general. And since it's not, it's, it's a, um, this is not a special prosecutor, per se, in that sense, that the attorney general gets to decide. But I don't think he's going to be able to cover it up like, you know, the Republicans think that they are. So um, it's mixed emotions guess- on that. Go ahead. Yeah, but I guess my question is here, uh, and, and any of you guys can jump in on this one here. I just liberals are saying, "Good gracious, how the hell?" After two years of investigations, after the obvious public display of collusion, uh, the fact that all these people have lied, you have all these people who have been indicted, folks who are going to jail. Two things. First of all, how the hell do you did you not? How the hell do you not interview the president face to face? Because we know once you get him in a live space, then God dang it, it is very hard for him to be truthful. If you're gonna get a written response from him, you, we all know that his attorneys are gonna help him draft that language. So really, you're talking to the president plus the attorneys. You're not getting the president raw and unfiltered. And how can you move forward and say, okay, there are no recommendations for any new indictments? Guys, I, I, you know, listen, I'm on the sidelines thinking to myself, wait a minute, how does this happen? And second of all, did liberals, 
rely too much on the Mueller report thinking that it was going to be the smoking gun that would lead to impeachment of this president. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's not. See, here, here's the thing. Okay. I, I think, you know, and I'm sorry to jump in on this one, but here's the thing. Mueller is making a decision on, remember, once, because of a DOJ policy, not because of the Constitution and not because it's against the law. It's a policy not to indict him, right? That doesn't mean he doesn't okay. have the information to indict him. So they're just leaving that to What about his police. kids, though, Jerome? What about his children? Right, and so they would be wrapped up in the same conspiracy that goes into the indictment. And you have to remember, the Southern District of New York already said that individual number one, who is Trump, ordered Michael Cohen to break the law, right, by making those payments. It already, Mueller spelled, spelled that out already in court documents in the Southern District of New York. We, uh, we already know that, right? And the trick is, I think in Mueller's case, Mueller is following this letter of the law. I can't remember who said this, but it's like looking at, you know, having in a comic book way, having the Joker as president and Mueller is, is Commissioner Gordon. He's going to follow the letter of law, but you need Batman out there. You need somebody else to poke this because the, the Mueller is only going to follow the letter of the law. Right, because he doesn't want to get caught up in that, even on appeals and stuff. So the evidence is going to go to Congress, and the way Congress works is the House is technically the prosecutors, and the Senate is the jurors. Right. So what happens is that when you go through bringing up charges at that level, it is the House that actually acts as the prosecutors. That's why the House is continuously saying, "Don't destroy no evidence, and we want to see it all." Because Mueller is leaving that to them to prosecute and letting the Senate be the jury when it comes down to it. They're just, I think he's following the letter, to the, law, uh, the letter of the law. Now, we're frustrated, and I'm sure Democrats are frustrated because they didn't follow the letter of the law when it came to Hillary and talking about her potentially mm-hmm. having more emails out. She wasn't charged with anything. There was no, uh, nothing formal. She wasn't indicted. And they still talked about the investigation, so they didn't follow the letter of the law when it came to her. But now we're about to see Barr and those guys act like they want to be holier than thou, and everybody say stuff like, we, we saw it come out, and since there was no, no crime, then technically they didn't indict them. And that's not true. The problem is some of the federal crimes don't fit, right? So there's no federal crime against holding um, um, information that you got illegally. There's a crime in New York State, mm-hmm. though, right? So Donald Trump Jr. and those guys at that Trump Tower meeting, if they had information that they got from Russia, there is no federal crime that says that you can charge them, but New York State can charge them. That's why the information from the Mueller report is really important. He may just spell that out. He's going to say there was no federal yep. statutes that we can charge them with, and he can put right. that out there, and New York State can go, okay, well, thank you. We got it. Well, so you don't see So it looks like you know. I, mean, I think you, you're saying what, what probably most of us are thinking that uh, maybe the Robert Mueller investigation is just he's the first leg in the in the relay and he's handing this thing off. So hopefully justice will be taken care of. Mister Elias, do we have a phone call we need to get to before the break, or can we take care of it after the break? Yes, we have Bob from New York. Let's bring Bob in. Good morning, Bob. Welcome to the serious side. What's your uh, comment, sir? 
Hey, good morning. I'm enjoying the show here. First time here. And you have a very lively discussion. I want well, you want to go to the break that. first and you want to go to the break first? Yeah, let's go to break, Bob. Hang in there. We'll put you back on hold. We'll get you first thing on the other side. Thank you so much for being considerate of that fact. All right, this morning in this week's edition of In 4 Minutes or Less, people talk about climate change. Climate change is real, folks, so we're going to get a little bit of an education on what climate change is all about and um, and uh, see if it will change your mind a little bit. So this week's edition of In 4 Minutes or Less, something that you need to know, climate change by the science guy. We'll talk to you on the other side. Bob is first up in the queue. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ross Show. We'll be right back after this. We hear it so much that it feels like a buzzword, but it is far from it. Climate change is a real and serious issue. But isn't the climate always changing? What exactly is climate changing? Why should we care? Well, the Earth's climate has changed throughout history. Most of these slight changes are caused by small variations in the Earth's orbit. But climate change as we know it today is characterized by an abrupt increase in the Earth's temperature. It is estimated to have gotten 1.2 to 1.4 degrees Fahrenheit warmer in just the last century. 10 out of the last 13 years were the warmest on record. 97% of climate scientists agree that this new tendency is not caused by the variations of the Earth's orbit, but rather very likely caused by human activities. That means you and me. And since the Industrial Revolution, we have come a long way. Humans built airplanes, faster cars, developed remarkable technology, and learned how the natural resources around us can be used for our benefit. Although this has led to many wonderful inventions and advancements, like the device you're using to watch this video, or the ability to take a plane halfway around the world, it also means we've increased our consumption of natural resources, and in turn, released a lot of greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. Now, greenhouse gases occur naturally, but in excess can be dangerous to our planet. Modern human activities have increased the release of non-naturally occurring greenhouse gases because we have stepped up our demand for burning fossil fuels. The composition of greenhouse gases traps heat radiated from the sun. The more heat they trap, the warmer our planet gets. And as our planet gets warmer, we begin to feel the effects. One of climate change's biggest victims is our oceans. Oceans regulate the Earth's temperature and provide 50% of the Earth's oxygen. But climate change has increased the global temperature of the oceans by more than 0.3 degrees Fahrenheit since 1969. Although a warmer ocean might seem inviting to a beachgoer, it actually has devastating consequences for supporting life at sea. One of those consequences is ocean acidification, a direct effect of increased dissolved CO2. Since the late 18th century, ocean surface acidification has increased by 30%. A higher acid content means calcifying species like oysters and clams and shallow water corals, are at risk, putting the entire ocean food web at risk. This is bad news for the one billion people relying on the ocean as its primary source of protein. Climate change has also caused the sea level to rise. Just in the last century, sea levels have risen 6.7 inches, but the rate in the last decade has nearly doubled. Sea levels have risen because as the ocean gets warmer, it swells. On top of that, glaciers and ice sheets are melting. Antarctica lost 36 cubic miles of ice between 2002 and 2005, and since 1994, each year on average, the Earth has lost 400 billion tons from its glaciers. That's like an ice cube, seven and a half kilometers on a side, four miles on a side, melting and flowing into the sea. When all that ice melts, it fills up our oceans, and just like filling up a bathtub, the shores can't hold all that water, and coastal regions get flooded. 
Troubling signs of climate change are increased extreme weather events. Natural disasters like floods, tornadoes, and deadly heat waves are more obvious to humans because of their immediate impact and their sharing of the images in the media. Climate change as we know it today is change in our Earth's overall temperature with massive and permanent ramifications. Although its consequences can be planet-threatening, scientists still believe there are things we can do on a personal level to help. Recycle and reuse things. Walk or use public transportation to get to work. Turn off your electronics when you're not using them. Eat less meat. While you're at it, eat more locally grown vegetables and foods. And last but not least, spread your knowledge and concerns about climate change with others. When it comes to climate change, the main takeaway is that it's real. And although we are part of the cause, we can also be part of the solution. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. When are we going to get an actual policy from you instead of just like platitudes and nice stories? Thank you. I'm going to try to be as specific as I can. I mentioned our criminal justice system. I've called for the end of the prohibition on marijuana and the expungement of the arrest records of everyone who's been arrested for marijuana. I've been doing that for a long time. Welcome back in, 347-850-1272. That was Beto O'Rourke. Student asked him, hey, we're tired of all the rosy posy stuff. Give us some substance, man. Put some meat on the bones. Talk to us about policy. Talk to us what type of president you expect to be. Give us a little bit of meat on the bones. It's 37 minutes after the hour, and as promised before the break, we heard from Bob from New York. So we're going to give Bob an opportunity to talk to us. He's a first-time listener. We appreciate him. Thank him Thank him for being considerate for the time that we have when we have to get out of here and take a break or so. So, Bob, you're back on the air, man. What do you want to talk about this morning, sir? I'm here. You know my name. What's your name? My name is Jay. Jay. Jay, I have a couple yes, of questions. And appreciate a okay. very deep, well thought out answer. What All right, was we'll our best. what was it? Two questions. What was yes, the directions or the order for Mueller to find out? That's question one. Question okay. two is what will people do? since they do not know what the content of the report is, the current report, that only a selected few people are going to read, and there's a reason for that. Um, What are people going to do once they see on the YouTube and guess on your show too and others, uh, what are they going to do about it? Those are the two questions I All have right. for you. Okay. I think All right. Well, let's see. Can we go ahead? Yeah, go ahead. I want to hear from someone. No, no, no. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Then we're going to bounce it around here with, with, with our folks. Go ahead. Finish your thought, Bob. Right. Think what? Right. Uh, as far as the uh, <clears throat> direction or orders, I don't know what they were. I have no idea. Okay. I believe it's okay. about Russian collusion. I think that's all okay. it was about. So go ahead. All right, Bob. All right, so let's let's kick it around. Bob asked us a question. He said there's two things. First of all, uh, what was the purpose? 
why did the investigation, why was there a Mueller investigation? I think that's question number one. And then what happens once this information becomes public? Once the contents of the investigation has been revealed to the public, then what would be what will be the reaction? Let's, uh, Johnny D, you're back in the house. Why don't you take question number one, and then uh, we'll kick around question number two before we get into this topic. Thanks, Bob, for calling and checking in. And if you want to get back in, of course, just press one, and we'll be more than happy to entertain anything you have to say. Johnny D. Well, Jay, first of all, I want to say, uh, you know, I, I'm inspired by the callers such as, as Bob, who uh, seem to be well informed of the issues and just want to hear a, a perspective or a different perspective, whichever one that he lies, but the original concept was interference by a a country um, that would be an adversary to to the United States, meaning Russia, and their interference in the 2016 election. So that was that was the primary function of the Mueller. Investigation, and of course, as he began to venture off into it, it spawned into something far greater. But the original, the original um, assemblance of his investigatory team was the interference of Russia into the 2016 election. Okay. So I hope that answers. There the you question. go, and I agree with that. Say that. Some some deeper entities. Uh, yeah, there, there, there's some deeper entities uh, that was found out after the fact, but that was the uh, original uh, conception of this investigation. Okay. And Mr. Elias, let's uh, kick around uh, question number two. And I agree with Johnny. I think, I think that's what the deal is. I think where people are starting to, uh, in my opinion, look at this thing differently is just like anything else. If you're looking, investigating a crime, and you happen to run across other things <laughs> that uh, are illegal, you just can't sit here and say, well, you know, I came here. It's like a police officer pulls up to a convenience store because someone called him and told him, hey, you know, there's some there's prostitution on the corner, right? He pulls up and the convenience store is being robbed. <laughs> he just can't drive away. Oh, I'm just here for the prostitution. I, I, you got to react when you run across illegal stuff. Mr. Elias, the second question that our dear listener had talked about what happens next. So what happens when the report has been exposed to the public? What happens when we see the report? Because we're already starting to see you know, people react. I, I thought Chris Matthews was going to have a culinary on, on the air the other day because he was not happy with the fact that, you know, Robert Mueller said in his uh, report that he delivered to the Attorney General that uh, there would be no recommendations for any further indictments. And you could tell Chris Matthews was having a fit. So what happens once we get the report? Let's say the report comes out and it says, hey, President Trump didn't collude with Russia. What do you think is going to happen from there, Mr. Elias? What do you think is going to happen? I think, I, think, I think it's all about votes, Jay, to be honest. I think people it's going to do what? what what it's about votes. You know, I think once people see what their uh, political pundits do under pressure, they'll then, vote the, they'll, they'll then start voting the right way. I do believe that. Because the bottom line, if you know... Voting the right way... Wrong, We'll uh-huh. vote right the right way. I mean, they, instead of voting just blindly and saying, "Well, I like Trump because he said this," they'll say, "Damn," you know. 
this, this cat colluded with Russia. Do you believe or this cat that? Didn't collude with Russia. Huh? Uh, I believe that. Do, do you honestly believe, Mr. Elias? Come on now. We talk every I week believe, on this show about I'm how not if about, I'm not talking about his on, base, man. Jay. I am not talking about his base. I'm talking about those people. Oh, that okay, don't you're talking about the Obama Trump voters. Yeah. The folks who voted for yeah, President Obama yeah, in 2012 yeah, and then voted for Trump because yeah. they thought Trump could do something with the economy. Yeah. And you're talking about I, those folks, okay, or white base, women base, who voted for him. His base, like you said, he can okay. go out there and shoot somebody on Broadway, and his base would believe him. Like, I'm looking at some of the stuff in the chat room. Don't, none of these clowns know what's in the Mueller report, but they're saying, oh, look, look, there's no collusion. There's nothing. Well, how do you know there's no collusion? Have you read the report, or are you beneficial to it? This other thing, you got to wait to see what's going to be in the report. Bottom line. Bottom line. Well, okay. Well, Jerome, all right. So, and we're going to extend this out, and we'll try to get better in if we can. Uh, but, but this is a good conversation to have. All right. So, so Jerome, you know, it, it goes back to Donald Trump. You can say whatever you want to say about Donald Trump, but Donald Trump, Donald Trump, in my opinion, is the new Jim Jones. I mean, he can say Donald Trump has been. Donald Trump knows, and this is why I tell people all the time. But you know, I have, a, I have a young lady that works for me, and she's always talking about how other folks get away with stuff, and that you know, oh, we, you know, we need to do a better job of trying to watch this person. I says, look, the better, the the, the best supervisor for you is you. Only you know what you do. People, I can't watch you 24-7. I can't watch you eight hours while you're at work. You know if you're working. You know if you're BSing. I can't tell. Donald Trump knows what he's done. That's why when you listen to him talk, every time he opens his lip, there's no collusion. There's no collusion. Hey, listen, if you are innocent, hey, all you say is, look, there's no collusion. And when the report is done, I will be vindicated or whatever the case may be to stop. He's acting like an innocent. He's acting like a guilty man. And you can't tell me anybody in their right mind who's not just mesmerized with this man. If you stepped outside of your Trump universe and just look at how he conducts himself, there's no way you can't come to the conclusion that this man is hiding something. You know, we always play this game. What if Obama did this? If President Obama had done just a smidgen of what this man has done. There would be Tea Party rallies all over the White House lawn. Republicans would be losing their mind. I think a couple of weeks ago we played some clips of Republicans just going off. Oh, my God, he, he is just it's blasphemy what he's done to the presidency. Oh, my goodness, he should be impeached. And you know where that came from? Because the man wore a tan suit. <laughs> I put his foot up on a Resolute desk. And they were going bonkers. Yep. But these same Republicans yep. are not saying anything. And this man is breaking laws after laws after law after law. His kids are, you know, <laughs> the WhatsApp. What's going on with, with his son-in-law, Kushner? This guy's talking to, <laughs> to foreign dignitaries through WhatsApp. Yeah. And, and, and they're not saying nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. But yet still, still they talk about Hillary's emails all the time. Hillary's emails. Oh, my God. Oh, and they, what about the what about the big guys? Uh I just read Robert Bright said that, that Mueller needs to go to jail. What about Benghazi? What about when they that that investigation when they did it over and over and found still found nothing? Did all those people go to jail too, Robert Bright? I'm just asking. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's, it's so Jerome. You know how does this happen? How do we get to this space, man, where people are just wearing those blinders that you see on horses? As they, you know, as horses, you know, as you, you know, get on the carriage and the horses have the two blinders. So how can people just have tunnel vision like that, bro? Um, 
know. You tell, you tell me. I, I don't have been. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to the question. I, I really, man, this is this got to be the biggest mystery. I don't, I don't well, know, I know the question. Not because we've had Jim Jones. Huh? Go ahead, Jerome. I said, yeah, I don't know the question, though. I don't understand the question. But I, well, I don't it? understand it either, apparently. I don't no, understand no, no. it. I mean, because I'm not being sarcastic. I'm saying I don't, I don't understand the question. Like, you know, when, when we start talking about information and, uh, and truth, like, so for somebody to say something crazy like Mueller should be prosecuted, didn't he have, like, 37 um, charges, 37 different people brought up on charges and 17 yes. indictments? Did he not have that? Yeah. Did we just not watch that happen? Right? And so when somebody says he should have charges brought against them, you have to remember why this whole thing started. The whole thing started um, because he fired Comey. Right? right, and once he fired Comey, then people had to start recusing themselves from an ongoing investigation that had already started. They brought in the special. They brought in Mueller because of the firing of Comey to look into the Russian um, and any kind of collusion issue because um, the FBI started an investigation, and since. The, they were investigating Flynn. Um, Trump went at Comey, telling him he should let Flynn go, and then fired him. So if you want to know where it started from, it started from that. That's where it started. And then it started from a conspiracy to um, to influence an outcome, right? So they may impeach him for the firing of Comey because the firing of Comey, yes, Mueller probably couldn't make a case that he can fight. He can fire anybody in his cabinet. Yes, he can do that. But Congress may find that he fired him specifically to thwart, uh, to thwart an investigation, right? If they find that, then that's impeachable. But Mueller can't do that part. So just to rewind it a little bit to put it in context, there's a big rabbit hole after that. But we know that the emoluments clause has somebody needs to rule on that we know that Ivanka lied you know when she said that she knew nothing about what was going on with the meeting at Trump Tower and Cohen testified in his case that he debriefed her twice right we know that um, Donald Jr. did that he lied but these are all in cases that are ancillary to what Mueller was doing and he probably chose not to just prosecute them. He's going to say why he chose not to prosecute them, but we all still know that they lied. So when you start asking questions about um, suspending our belief and saying things like this was a waste of time and we wasted money, you won't know until you see his full report. And then there's going to be another argument. Well, you couldn't charge him anyway, right? So start trying to changing the – Moving the goalpost kind of thing. I hate those kind of things. But they'll start trying to change these circumstances in which they can convict somebody of a crime. The crimes that he's committed probably has a whole lot more to do, just like with the Alan Weiselberg, Don Jr., and um, Donald Trump. And uh, um, I'm thinking it's Eric Trump with the whole um, the the thing that has to do with the um, Trump organization stuff. That stuff is in the courts, too. So we know that they lied, and we know that Alan Weisberg is, is, is working with the government 
We know that another guy, Sater, is working with the government. You don't know what they have. They got all these people from Trump Organization working with the government. But we don't know what Flynn said. We know none of that stuff. So to actually breathe a sigh of relief is just dumb. Because now we're just kind of talking to distract everybody from what is actually going to come down the pike. And what's coming down the pike is going to be something that is it is going to mess up the whole... He's going to have to drop out of this race before... Uh, a, what's going to happen is that they're going to try to prop Pence up, which Prince Proud, Pence should have been brought up on charges as well. They're going to prop him up until that Mueller report comes out. That's why you didn't hear nothing from Pence either. That report is probably going to name you know, names. It's just that if their attorney general is going to let you know who's who, opposed to calling individual one, two, three, and four, and five, you may try to cloak it a little bit. So we'll see. You know, I remember back in 2007 and 2008 when people talk, people used to say these things. You know, John McCain is a war hero, and how can this liberal, uh, fascist uh, person who never served a day in the military question, you know, uh, John McCain's patriotism and all this other stuff? And let's fast forward to 2019. This is the same president. This is not the same president. This, this guy, that's the president now. The same people, I should say, that were running around waving their American flag, saying that John McCain was the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's the American G.I. Joe. He's he's the living John Wayne. These are the same people who are now bad-mouthing John McCain, bad-mouthing Robert Mueller. Now, these are two Americans who served this country, went to war, and Donald Trump, because his daddy knew a doctor, right, got, you know, deferments from, he didn't go fight for this country. I remember when Muhammad Ali died, I remember reading a lot of information, people, I'll never support this war dodging, whatever. But these are the same people who are all in for a man who lied because he didn't want to go serve his country. Then he's going to talk about an American hero a guy who was tortured and beaten for this country, Robert Mueller, a Marine, Republicans, these guys are Republicans now, and they're supporting a man who doesn't even, Mr. Elias, this guy can't even remember what foot he had bone spurs. All he has to do is go do an x-ray. That stuff doesn't go away. If you broke your foot, they can look at at your x-ray and say, well, yeah, your foot has been broken at one point in time. So this guy Mm -hmm. is a liar. He is a liar. He borrowed money from the Dutch, Dutch bank because American banks wouldn't give him the money. This guy lied I'm about security clearances. This guy is a liar, Americans. And how you can sit here and turn a blind eye to this lying bastard is amazing to me. I am shocked. You want us to believe you? You want us to believe that you're a true blue American when you have a guy in the White House who don't give a damn about y'all? He don't. You guys are, he's setting you up to drink the Kool-Aid. That's what he's doing. He's Jim Jones. You guys are going to drink this stuff to your demise. This guy hasn't done nothing to the economy. The economy is starting to worsen. You know why? Because of him. I inherited the mess. You did? What mess did you inherit? Thank God, and I don't care what you say about President Obama, thank God he came when he did. 
because let's think if Donald Trump was in the White House doing this, uh, doing the great, the greatest recession that we've seen that we've seen in our lifetimes, because the numbers show it. People deny it. That's why we played the clip on climate change. You don't think it's weird that one day in Chicago it's 12 below zero, then two days later it's 50 degrees? Yeah, you don't yeah, understand yeah, that? Yeah. I, I live there, so I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but this is the it thing is. that kills me is that you don't, you just think this is what? I mean, you just, uh, hey, you know what? Why trip out, right? Because there are people out there who don't believe in God. So I guess we should just leave it at that. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right, we have about ten minutes left. Let's talk about Beto O'Rourke. Here's the thing that that concerns me about him, Johnny D, is that he is getting all this press coverage. When he first announced cameras were there, they like him. He kind of favors Robert Kennedy. He's this charismatic guy. He almost beat uh, Ted Cruz. And as you heard in our opening, a college student finally said, look, we tired of all the glory hallelujah speeches and the feel-good stuff. We're going to get some sustenance, put some meat on the bones. The media, are they doing what they did now as far as what they did back in 2016? Because we know that Donald Trump, when you go back and look at how much money Donald Trump had and all that stuff, he didn't have any. He didn't spend a lot of money on advertisers. You know why? Because he could say something ridiculous and the cameras would flock to him. Because he's ratings gold. Let's just be honest about it. He is ratings gold. Newspapers are now that were on the brink of going away, now they are striving because now their investigative reporters are out digging up stuff on Trump. So no matter how much they hate him, he is media gold. And so I guess are we making the same mistake with Beto? Because every time he opens his mouth, a camera can see his tonsils. People are in his face all the time. I mean, are we making the same mistake, Johnny, or what? I think that he is masterfully orchestrated opportunities to clearly become one of the front runners in this presidential election and, and gain, you know, basically uh, obtain and, and accumulate a, a huge amount of, of donations for, for his campaign. America has to quit looking for the Kennedys and, and, you know, I, I remember years ago uh, there, there was a, a, a politician that ran in in this great state of North Carolina, and because he had a you know darkened hair, you know kind of brownish looking hair, and it was almost in a bob, and he was <laughs> young and clean cut, they wanted yeah. to say that he was the next John Kennedy. So we have to quit looking for the Kennedys. Now, Rourke is certainly not as as polished as the Kennedys. Those were career uh, politicians. He has simply utilized social media to his advantage. Uh, I think uh, several things work for him in in, in the sense that, you know, in America what what you are are, are finding is that people are just becoming more and more anti-establishment, not to the point to where it's defiant, but simply tired of hearing all of the, the, the political jargon and the political correctness and you know, when that when that young student asked about give us some substance, of course at that point in time Mr. O'Rourke stepped out on his his, his uh, call for the legalization of marijuana and also he stepped into an area where he's going to have to account for it when he gets on that debate stage where he talks about um, basically exonerating 
uh, individuals who have marijuana charges. Now, I'm not saying I'm you know here or there, so that's 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 not my point. But my point is the fact that as yeah, he yeah. speaks more vividly and more candidly, I think his appeal is going to start tarnishing. You know, not knowing a great deal about uh, Beto O'Rourke specific, uh, but in reading some articles on him, you know, they, they talk about he is far more conservative than he is liberal. But I think what you're finding is that because, you know, Bernie Sanders and some of, some of uh, you know, Elizabeth Warren and, and, and uh, Cory Booker, these are some of the more left, well, left-leaning uh, individuals. So as the political... Uh, tone starts to shift. He's 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 somewhat center, centering himself uh, towards appeal to, to to those who are, are far left. But you look at his voting record um, in, in Texas; it was easy for him to play play that role against Ted Cruz. Um, moving forward against other Democrats, I think his 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 gleam will come off. He is a, a Generation X person who has just simply. Defied the rules of, of, of law as did uh, Donald Trump several several years ago, where you know he just took on you know the establishment and people supported that. Um, and Jay, I do find your passion to be just outstanding and 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 very respectful. But one thing I will tell you this right here, uh, my, my fine brother, is there is a group of individuals who to the end. Is going to support wrong, and in this case right here, you know your appeal to, you know, smell the coffee and, and don't drink the Kool Aid. Those individuals, as they did back uh, in Ghana, they are going to simply go right down that path of destruction, and they okay with that. You know, they okay with that. Um, so I think what we have to do sometimes is just simply look at uh, the individuals who, 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 who want to be right, who want to be fair. And who want to follow the rule of law and just appeal to those individuals because the extremists are going to be who they are until their end. And um, like I say, just love you, love you for your passion. I really, truly do. But uh, they're going to believe what they want to believe and hear what they want to hear, even in the face of right and wrong. You know, well said. I'm going to leave leave you with some numbers here. Thirty-four, seven, one, four, and five. Thirty-seven people charged. Seven guilty pleas, one conviction by trial, four jailed or incarcerated, and five sentenced. And it was a witch hunt, and we wasted our time. Whatever. Yeah, All right, folks, that's, that's coming up next. Yeah, that, that's what it was. <laughs> so coming up next, Joe Biden. He's going to jump in his race, right? But he's also adding a little bit of a twist. Once again, we're going to revisit 2008 and ask, this, does this really make sense? We'll be back. You're listening to the serious side. Don't go anywhere. It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network.
to give your everything you trust your heart share all of your love till death do you part. I wanna be what he wants when he wants it and whenever he needs it when he's lonesome and feeling love stars I'll be there to feed it I'm loving him a little bit more he turns me right on Joe Biden still hasn't come any closer than that to announcing an actual run, but there are new reports that he is already 
Considering a running mate, and this gets real interesting, Axios reported today Biden's advisors are debating Stacey Abrams as an out-of-the-gate VP choice. Abrams, of course, lost her race for Georgia governor. She has said all options are on the table for 2020. According to Axios, quote, the popular Georgia Democrat who at age 45 is 31 years younger than Biden would bring diversity and excitement to the ticket, showing voters and the words of a close source that Biden isn't just another old white guy. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. It's 10 minutes after the top of the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best, of course. Once again, we never share the stage by ourselves. Let's say good morning to the folks who are in the house. Let's say good morning to my little brother, one of the smartest brothers that I know, the one and only Mr. Johnny D in the place to be. What's going on, John? How are you, sir? Oh, everything is wonderful, and I'll tell you what, I'm excited about this upcoming topic, as I have been this last few, so again, good morning to all. The smartest man in the world, uh, the one and only Mr. Jerome Spree, who brings us on a weekly basis, on a need-to-know basis, you can always check him out on the Spree, or Spree Radio, Spree, Spree.Radio, what's happening, Jerome, man, how you doing, sir? Hey, I'm good, man, how you doing? Just another day in paradise, my dear friend, and the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? He's here. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. There he is. All right, Mr. Elias, can we say hello to some people in the chat? Well, you know Vobel Bright's in there because he's got your blood pressure up this morning. Who else is in the house? (laughs) Uh, We have uh, the very lovely... uh, Momo B with us. We got Easy Rider and hey, Momo. my main man, Easy. Savina man's in there with us. Savina's in the house as well. All right, man. Of course, uh, the pastor's checked in. Mariana Music's in the house. Petey's in the house. What's going on? Sylvester. I like that name. What's up, Sylvester? Calling from Colorado. Of course, we heard from Bob earlier in the show. Thank you for being a part of it. Uh, let's see. Who else is here? Donna. Hey, D. What's going on? Uh, Kevin. Who is this? Travis. Raynard, I like that name, uh, Newman, Cole, just a lot of people there. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And, of course, if you're not listening live, you can always listen, um, you know, through whatever device that you may have access to. We are broadcasting on multiple uh, websites, so you can always check out the show. And now, we only broadcast live on BTR Radio. Uh, all the other websites at least that I'm aware of, uh, you can catch that and rewind. So if you're listening through iTunes, if you're listening through uh, Black Talk Radio or wherever you may be getting the information, we are just glad that you are in the house and you can be a part of what we do. Also, you can follow us on Twitter. You can also check us out on Instagram. On Instagram, it's called TJRS Radio, or you can check out the J. Rouse Show on Instagram as well. Facebook, we have a Facebook page, the TJRS Radio Network. You can always stay in contact with the show when the show it is not when the show's not live. We appreciate it. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. I want to thank all the well wishes. I'm just getting a lot of information. I announced at the top of the show that uh, the founder of our church. Uh, the uh, he is a senior, senior, senior pastor. Uh, has uh, we found him uh, unconscious in his uh, house? He's uh, eighty. I want to say he's eighty-eight years old. I think I said eighty-six. Uh, so we're we're praying for Popeye. And as soon as this show is over, I am on my way to the hospital. Thank you for your well wishes. Appreciate you all. Thank you so much. All right. 
Joe Biden. Joe Biden has damn near, I mean, this is the worst kept secret in Washington, right? I mean, this guy has hinted <laughs> that uh, he's running. He had a Floridian slip of the tongue. Eh, if I were running, excuse me, if I was thinking about running. Not now we're hearing that not only is Joe Biden running, that he is looking to get with the Obama coalition and try to get his fundraising monies up because he knows that he has to make a splash. Because everyone thinks of him as the front runner once he announces that he is in. But he can't be coming in there with, you know, $2 million raised. And, you know, his history when he ran for president two other times has always been, you know, his fundraising prowess. And it's, it's, it's just not where it should be. So to sprinkle it up a little bit, we're hearing that not only he will say that he's running for president, that he would only run for one term, right? We've heard this before, right? And he's going to announce, or at least the reports were, that he's going to announce Stacey Abrams as his running mate. Now, Stacey Abrams, if you're familiar with who she was, she's the lady who ran in Florida, and a lot of people think she got robbed. I'm one of them because of the fact that they have voter suppression in full force over there. The guy who was overlooking looking the election results was the same guy that she was running against. Right? So she lost that race narrowly, but now they want her to build a ticket. At least that's what we're hearing. So some Democrats are excited about that. Other Democrats will say, wait a minute, maybe we shouldn't do this. So now it's time to get our opinions on what we think if Joe Biden jumps in the race. And if he jumps into the race and he announces Stacey Abrams is his running mate, Jerome, let me start the conversation with you. Is that a mistake? Do you think that's a good idea for him to come out and say, look, I'm going to run one term. I'm going to have her as my running mate. Is that being, you know, like, hey, I got this in the bag. You know, forget the primaries. I'm going to be the candidate anyway. I mean, come on, man. What do you think about Joe Biden? Are the reports that Joe Biden is going to do this? Your thoughts? Well, I think I think they're stupid for floating that, for one. Um, right. It's really dumb from a strategy point, right? So this is not my opinion. It's what um, people pay me to do. And I can tell you this, right. that having an argument that it makes Joe uh, Biden look a little younger or something and that we still will forget that he's an old white man <laughs> in a white world kind of issue, it's just dumb. Yeah. You can't do that. That's pretty racist, right? Because you're thinking that black people only play on the fact that somebody is black. And so you think that right. because she's a woman, you're killing two birds with one stone. If if this is a thing hmm. that Joe Biden's folks are floating, he needs a whole new team. He really, really does. And so a part of the bigger problem is, you know, when I look at O'Rourke, He's only rising because he is a white man, right? He's a conservative, pretty much conservative and he said that. Democrat who, who's mad. He said that. Right, yeah. but I'm just saying, he, he, that. Can say all, he can say all he wants to. His reality is, right. is that him relating outside of Texas because he's a conservative Democrat that ran him well in Texas is not even a good comparison of how well Stacey Abrams did as a black woman in Georgia. And the amount of money that she right. raised than him. So you said, and, and you know, I'm going to get on you a little bit. You said, remember Stacey Abrams? We should be saying that about O'Rourke. Stacey was more properly than he was. He ran against Ted Cruz, a doggone polar opposite conservative. If you don't look liberal compared to that dude, your butt got problems. So 
So <laughs> acting like Stacey is second fiddle to somebody is crazy, for one. But for the Biden camp to start floating that, it shows how stupid they are. They're making bad decisions up front. They think that just because well, it puts Biden in the, in the conversation, Biden's going to be in the conversation anyway. Because, again, nobody called me, and they're not paying me, but I can tell you this. If I was running Biden's campaign, my strategy for running his campaign would be this. We're going to restore all the Obama stuff. Now, use that to go get Obama people who voted for Obama last time. But you don't need um, suburban white men to win in this race because we just had um, a race in 2018 and 17 that told you that Democrats are sweeping anyway. Why are you relitigating 2016 when you had a race last year that showed you where the climate was? It's just dumb. It's interesting you should say that. It's good stuff. Uh, tell us how you really feel, Jerome. Let's tell you this. Let me go to you. I mean, because well, Jerome said some things. He hit some facts. It's dumb. Yeah, I heard you. Thank you. Appreciate you. All right, so he hit some notes still, yes, that I thought that's worth mentioning again. That's why I said, hmm, remember 2008? I mean, remember, because remember the John McCain campaign thought, okay, you know, we need to get those disgruntled Hillary Clinton voters, so we're going to put, you know, uh, uh, Sarah Palin on the ticket. And listen, Sarah Palin and, and Stacey Abrams, that's not even, that is not even, listen, I mean, trust me, Stacey Abrams, 860-time thousand more qualified than that fool. But the premise was, is like, okay, well, we need to try to figure out something. So we're going to use her to do something. And that's what Jerome pretty much just said. I mean, to, to bring her on the ticket, right, to make him look younger or to try to go out and get a, 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 a segment of the vote, you know, to me, that's no different than what they did during the uh, during the uh, the Cohen uh, hearings when they had that black woman stand up behind the state. Uh, see, you know, Donald Trump's not a racist because you know here's a black employee of uh, that person. I, I just don't understand the, the mindset of this or the logic because I think what he's trying to do is say, okay, he's trying to address two things, right? Age. Y'all concerned about my age? So I tell you what I'll do. I'll run and I'll just do one term. I promise you, one term. And maybe this is what they're thinking. Maybe they're thinking if we just say we'll do one term, first of all, people won't be concerned about him being this old, old, old white man in, in office, which I don't know how they can get around that. But then the second thing he may be saying, look, I may be setting her up to be the person. I may be setting up Stacey Abrams. I want to set her up so she can be eligible to run in four years. She'll have four years of executive experience working next to me. I'm going to treat her like President Obama treated me as his VP. So maybe this is giving her the ammunition that she needs to run. Plus, I'll be able to take care of a certain coalition of the Democratic Party as well. Could those be the thoughts, Mr. Elias, that's entering in the Biden campaign's thought process if this rumor, because keep in mind, this is just this is reporting, no one's confirmed. As a matter of fact, everyone, all parties involved have denied it. But could this be the mindset of someone who was dreaming of this ticket, saying, okay, why don't we set it up this way, and we can kill a lot of things. We can have our next you know, Democratic nominee. We can set Stacey Edwards up for that. We can take care of the black vote. We can take care of the concerns about my age. Could that be their thought process? It could be. But you know what, man? I'm a more cynical thinker than that because <laughs> – <laughs> These people use you. That's that's the way of America. They use you for what they can get you. How I how I got into the industry, I got into it was because I was a black man. But they needed a black man at that time, and they needed somebody to fill their shoes as a black man. So that's how I mean. This is how we. This is how America is. They don't go on the most qualified because Stacey Abrams is very very well qualified for the position. You understand? So 
it's not they're not saying that uh, we, we're picking on qualifications. It's just a look, and that, I think that's the most stupidest thing in the world that you can do. I think the best thing you can do is pick somebody on their qualifications, and that's that's. But America's not like that. It, it hasn't been like that since it's been America. They pick people on. They don't pick the best candidate. They pick the person who they who who they think. Um, We'll, 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 we'll suit the job, man And that's just the way it works It's a shame Well, but wait a minute now I guess what you're saying is they're, they're peak people Okay, so it's like a quota type thing Because everybody picks people who suit the job I mean, that's the purpose of why you pick folks for the job But you're saying that they're using folks as tokens So you pick people because yeah. you have a quota to mix fix, right? So you have affirmative action. We need to get a black person here, so let's bring the black person in. Okay, I got you. So, hey, Johnny D., what say you in regards to this? Do you think that's the the, the way the the campaign is thinking? Let's just uh, take care of the AIDS issue. Let's take care. Let's solidify the African-American vote, especially African-American women, because we know that they are the dominant force in the Democratic Party. So is that what they're doing? Is that their thinking? Plus, let's get Stacey Abrams ready for a presidential run, because now she'll have four years of executive experience or working right next to the president. And uh, so what do you think? What do you think their thought process is for whomever thought about this? Because, once again, everybody's denying that this is the case. Well, it defies logic, for one. Uh, I've never known a a candidate, a candidate to come out and announce their vice presidential uh, running mate, uh, you know, prior to the primaries uh, being uh, taken, you know, being completed. Now, of course, I do think that this is probably testing the waters. You know, if he puts this out here, meaning Joe Biden and his camp, what this is done, what this is going to do is going to generate either interest or it's going to generate scrutiny. So I, I, I truly believe that he's taking an opportunity to measure it. Now, if he is sincere about uh, this here, um, again, it would be un- unprecedented because typically the the, the the order is is being reversed, but I do think with a crowded Democratic pool as it is, he has to confirm and consolidate a a particular demographic of votes. So I think by doing this, he is clearly targeting females, but he's also targeting the African American vote. Uh, whether or not he's sincere uh, about it, uh, time will tell. But if you hold your hands up to your ears and you listen to the ones who are really celebrating, it is clearly the Republicans. Because if, in fact, they make it through the primary, meaning Joe Biden announces he's going to run, he wins the primary, and he does select Stacey Abrams. Now, he's already said that he's a one-term. Now what you do is you pit all of America against the most precious Jewel that America has ever Had but yet least Appreciates and that is the African American Female so down the line This is going to 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 Come up um, and and As the election process Draws near I think you'll Even have someone like a, a Senator Globetrotter who will Probably throw it out there um, in, 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 the, in the primaries Because let's just Be honest you know we're dealing with a country That is so polarized but yet so fearful of, of change and so fearful of what 
ultimately one day will be our existence, which means most of your, 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 your females will be in elected offices and the African-American woman will be a routine part of that. And, and it won't be an isolated uh, situation. So, you know, is the apprehension going to still be there? I think in the America that we live in right now, that someone is going to bring that up, the Rush Limbaugh's, the Hannity's, and I think even a Donald Trump will throw it out there at some point. Because even though I think that she was robbed in Georgia, you still cannot argue the fact that after she amounted such an enormous uh, lead in the early part of the voting, as it drew near and those curtains shut behind those voters, the ones who probably said they were going to be in support wasn't in, in support. So, you know, again, this is unprecedented. I'm going to enjoy seeing how it plays out. But I do think that Joe Biden is probably simply just testing the waters to see how he can generate either support or deal with some of the early skepticisms that may come from it. But long term, the Republican Party is inviting this ticket so that they can try to dismantle and draw more fear into the bowels of American society. So those are my thoughts on this right here. And, again, I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out. You know, the other thing that people are saying that, okay, how can you sit here and say that, let's say you, that you go through the nomination process, you, you end up being a Democratic nominee. How can you sit here and say to put Stacey Abrams on the ticket when you have Kamala Harris out there, you know, Cory Booker, people who have – uh, legislative experience, people who have run the race, people who are through debates will probably more than likely, they, they may come up short, but because of the fact of, you know, that they have uh, plans in place for, you know, presidential, uh, they have a presidential campaign going on that they're putting together policies and things of that nature to uh, put out there on the stump, you know, how do you know that one of these candidates at the end of this process won't be more qualified than Stacey Abrams, Jerome? And, and that's why people are saying, well, why are you even doing this? I mean, like you said, as a political strategist, you would say that's the wrong answer. There's no way you should be thinking in those terms. But, you know, think about it from that perspective. What about the Cory Bookers and, and you know, and, and uh, Senator Harris and some of the other candidates that are running for president right now? They may come through this process smelling like roses. And so why would you automatically say, you know, Stacey Abrams is your vice president's presidential nominee when these other people may prove to be more qualified to uh, be in that position? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame um, Vice President Biden for none of this. This, this is just people floating right. stuff. So what we, what right? That's, us, that's, yeah, I said that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But what all of us, what we do, is you have to float stuff just to get buzzed sometimes, and you're just testing the water to see if it'll work or not. I think it's kind of racist to do so, right? Because although Stacey Abrams or, or Andrew Gillum are, are good choices, I think that you're floating them. For specific reasons And that specific reason is that people don't ask you About diversity People don't ask you about your age right. Like you're doing for specific reasons And I think their reasons are bad You know, if, and I'm guessing If that's what their reasons are, they're bad But not saying that she's not A good person Again, I, I don't think she right. can win But that would just be my opinion But she definitely I would think that a good Political move with her would be to run for Senate because I think I think Democrats are going to take Georgia. I think it's been too close for yeah. too long, and and 
And if anybody paid attention to Stacey Abrams' strategy, they'd stop talking about Beto O'Rourke anyway because when they start talking about the fact that he's going to appeal, he's going to get conservative people, Stacey Abrams said, bump that. I am going for Democrats. If you haven't registered, you're coming out here to vote. Andrew Gilliam did the same thing. And those guys made head, like, they made inroads that we could not even see coming just by saying, we are going to go at Democrats. They did that well. And what happens next? Two white men come up and they're like, we need to go back and be more neutral. Like, that is their solution, to default back to where we've been 25 years ago. It's always our default. So I'm not blaming um, Biden for this. I am just saying that it's, it's a dumb move for their campaign, for people to start floating that out, because that puts scrutiny on him that he never had before. You know, people are not scrutinizing Joe Biden for his relationship with black people, because obviously um, his relationship with President Obama and his relationship with Floyd Little, they've been like good friends since they went to Syracuse University together. So, and, and you can you can kind of tell that, like individually, his relationships with, with um, black folks are concerned. So he doesn't need to give the impression. His policies suck, you know, when it started talking about pushing through the, you know, um, the federal incarceration legislation or whatever it was called. Joe Biden has to answer for that. But that doesn't mean he hadn't evolved yeah. from where he was 20 years ago. I'm sure he has, being there with President Obama, right, and going through yeah. their um, prison reform stuff. So he has, he has made headway, but we keep going backwards when you start throwing out things that makes us look backwards. And that looks backwards when you start throwing out black people to test water. You cannot do that. You have to, you do have smart people out there like um, Kamala Harris or um, there's, there's a lot of black folks, and I'm not going to just start naming one, but there's a lot of people of color, especially black folks, that are qualified to be vice president. If you had a president who cannot read and then you had – and I don't mean uh, that's not George W. Bush because he had other issues. <laughs> you had one who keep, couldn't keep his thoughts straight. And now you have this guy. You cannot sit there and tell me which black person is or is not qualified. So, again, I think it's a bad strategy for the people speaking on his behalf. And they need to start sifting those people up out of there because they obviously don't have yep. the experience that they need. They they do not have the experience. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. As I mentioned at the top of the show and at the beginning of this segment, uh, you know we have uh, dealing with somewhat of an emergency. So I'm going to uh, uh, relinquish the controls to Mr. Elias. But before I go, I wanted to give final thoughts here. A couple of things I want to bring up here before I get out of here. So we talk about a, a potential impeachable uh, offenses: obstructing justice, collusion, violating the Emoluments Clause. Pay to play, abuse of power, attacking the press, attacks on investigations, campaign finance laws, corruption, promises of pardons, influencing the 2016 okay. elections. Do I need to say any more? Folks, you need to pay attention and wake up to what's going on. All I'm asking you to do is just be fair. Just look at it from what it is. Remove the faces. You know, and just do like at the end of the show at that. Remember the movie called The Time to Kill? Remember when the guy asked everybody to close their eyes and he described what happened to this little girl? And at the end, he said, imagine if she was white. Everything that he has said prior to that statement is what happened to the black girl in that particular situation. Close your eyes and just look at this thing for what it is. And one other thing I'm going to recommend before I get out of here 
is I had the opportunity to watch Black Klansman last night. I watched that movie for the first time. Yeah. I tell you what, if you haven't seen it, go see it. It is a good movie. It's going to really open your eyes to a lot of things. And it was hard to watch that movie because of how many times they used the N-word and just to listen to these racist people think their thoughts and how they thought of African-American people. They talk about how they used to take African-Americans and beat them and, and castrate them and hang them up for public display. They used to go out on Sundays to watch this as if they were going to a Yankees game. Folks, America has a troubling past, and for us to act like it didn't exist uh, would just be wrong and it would be irresponsible. Wake up, folks. Just wake up. And on that note, folks, I'm going to bid you farewell. Coming up next, Chatterbox, also on a need-to-know basis. But after an NPR News update, I love my brothers, I love my sisters. You guys take care. God bless. And uh, coming up next, Chatterbox. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the serious side on the TGRS Radio Network online radio at its best. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the Annie E. Casey Foundation, developing solutions to support strong families and communities to help ensure a brighter future for America's children. More information is available at AECF.org. Voting uh, vote counting rather is underway in Thailand, which held its first general election today since the military seized power in a coup in 2014. The election pitted a party backed by the military against the populist party that was overthrown. Nearly 51 million people eligible to vote turnout was said to be heavy. Critics argue that the new electoral system gives pro-military parties a built-in advantage. British Prime Minister Theresa May is facing pressure over her Brexit plan. British media reporting today that senior figures at May's party are urging her to resign in order to build support for her plan. Lawmakers have defeated May's Brexit deal twice already. Britain is now set to leave the European Union on April 12th unless a withdrawal deal is approved or there are other arrangements. The number of Americans who say they have no religious affiliation continues to rise. And Pierce Jason DeRose reports. One of the longest-running measures of religion in America is the General Social Survey, or GSS. New data released this week by the GSS show that those claiming no religious affiliation, sometimes referred to as nuns, that's N-O-N-E-S, has grown to just over 23% of the population. That puts the size of the group neck and neck with the two largest religious groups in the U.S., Catholics and Evangelical Protestants. The number of unaffiliated has been on the rise for several decades. Researchers say people leaving mainline Protestant denominations, such as the Lutheran and Episcopal churches, are becoming nuns. Jason DeRose, NPR News. And I'm Giles Snyder in Washington. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One, offering a variety of credit card options with features for a range of customers, from foodies to travelers. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Credit approval required. Capital One Bank, USA, NA. Yes, folks, right now we're uh, at Chatterbox, and um, wow, we got some good stuff in the chat room. Um, once we had, uh, uh, Easy Rider says, I- I'm thinking, uh, I'm trying to think of something that Biden accomplished while he was a VP. Uh, and um, Covina Man says that he has to disagree with the show. He likes the Stacey Abrams Biden ticket. And uh, 
uh, and Boba Bright said, it is my duty as an American. The man is innocent until proven guilty. That applies to Trump. Does it apply to everyone, though, Boba Bright? Because usually you <laughs> have some crap on there about, uh, you know, all, all these. You said you would be uh, for somebody shooting somebody, then asking questions later. So is that proven innocent until guilty? Oh, I forgot. That might just be Trump. My fault. Well, Jay, take us to uh, Jerome's segment, my favorite part of the show. That's on a need-to-know basis with the very, very intelligent Mr. Jerome Esprit. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Alright, Jerome. Bring the song home, my brother. Now, you know, before we get started, I just wanna, you know, follow up on what you said. The US Southern District prosecution of Michael Cohen, the judge ruled that individual number one ordered him to make illegal payments. That's an illegal campaign contribution was ordered by individual one who is Donald Trump. He was unindicted, but he was a conspirator, and they ruled on it that he was the person who directed the illegal campaign contributions. Don't act like that dude is innocent until proven guilty. He's already been proven guilty from the ruling from the judge. So if you want to go back and look at that again, you can't say um, so he wasn't he wasn't convicted of jaywalking when he was already convicted of robbing a bank. He's a, he was in, it was already a ruling on this. So, you know, I, I like yeah. that they're going to keep claiming that he's innocent, like nothing happened. Nothing to like, see here. And they like haven't even seen like, the, the Mueller report. Yeah, exactly. There's no collusion here. There's nothing. Well, Trump's got him. And that's what Trump says all along. There's nothing here to see. Nope. There's no collusion. Well, let, let's see. Yeah, but we know it's obstruction of justice. We know that yes, that's why that was, was fired. So Congress yes. is going to have to deal with that. Yes. Yeah. You know, and plus, didn't he go to the Russian guy and say something like the, the diplomat and said, mm-hmm. now that he fired Comey, that there will be no more investigation on Russia? Didn't he say that yes. in the Oval Office? Yes. In, the, in, Russian? In, in the White House. Jerome, in <laughs> the White House. Yeah, Lord. It, it's funny. It's like, try to change the subject if you want to. That dude has been lying, and he is guilty of a lot of things <laughs> that he's not been charged with. Just because he wasn't right. charged, you know, he did not do it. Exactly. Right. Yep. Now, Powerball climbed up its Seven hundred and fifty million dollars. I hated oh. to do this story first because I need to get my I need to get my money. I was gonna tell y'all later. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody hears that. Yes, I can tell people up front. It's the jackpot, fourth largest in U.S. history Ooh. after more than three months with no winner. Uh, wow. so, no, yeah. so nobody hit it last night then. No. Nope. Oh. That's six hundred and back, back at it. Back at it. Yeah, hey, there you hey, go. I'm back at it. Suddenly quit the show, and, I, and you never exactly. hear from me again. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Elias, I'm not quitting the show, but it's gonna be a bad day for our listeners that day. 
I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> he's like, wait a minute. He must hit the lotto because uh, he does not care what he's saying now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, African-Americans and Hispanic um, breathe in far more deadly air pollution than they're responsible for making. That's according to a new study. Now, scientists calculate that Hispanics average um, breathe in 63% of uh, more of pollution that leads to heart and breathing deaths for what they make. For African-Americans, the figure is 56%, according to this study that on Monday, Proceedings of the National Academy of Science. So on the other hand, non-Hispanic whites average are exposed to 17% less air pollution than they make. Now, just so that you know what this means, these findings confirm that most grassroots environmental justice leaders have known for decades that whites are dumping their pollution on poor people and people of color. This is according to Texas Southern University's public affairs professor, um, Robert Bullard, and who was not a part wow. of research, but he said... Hmm. Um, um, Bullard often called the father, um, uh, the father of environmental justice. He said that um, his and others' past research showed that African Americans are 79% more likely than whites to live in industrial pollution. Um, it's the oh. highest people of color overrepresenting, um, overrepresented in Superfund sites and oil refineries. So black people are in areas where, you know, we really do have more pollution than anybody else. That's according. I, you know what? I believe that, too, because, you know, they put that, they put the uh, industrial areas in, in, in a lot of black neighborhoods, man. They do. Wow. A lot, a lot of ghettos got, you had to drive through the ghetto to get to work. Oh, oh wow. yeah, I know. All right, now, Enterprise um, car employee 19 laced his two co-workers' water with LSD because he said that they were too oh, uptight. So, <laughs> so police were wow. called. Yeah, in Arnold, Missouri, after two um, employees was rushed to the hospital because something was placed in the water, but he said it's because they were too uptight, so they gave him, he laced, okay. he gave them yeah, LSD. Okay. Yeah, sure, sure does, but, Something's going on. Fine-altering drugs. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what you Yeah, that, that, that seems like it, it fits. Now, New Mexico uh, becomes the fourth state to vote to replace Columbus Day with Indigenous People Day. Now, critics say the move will divide people, not unite them. The Senate voted 22-15 in favor of the proposal um, last Friday, and the governor signed the bill. So New Mexico follows South Dakota, Hawaii, and Oregon to do away with the holiday. Goodbye, Columbus Day. Wow. Everybody needs, yeah, really. everybody needs to follow suit. Now, um, former Tallah- Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum launched a bid to sign up one million new voters in Florida and uh, evict Trump from the White House in 2020. So Gillum, who was a Democratic nominee for governor for Florida last year, hopes he can swing the Sunshine State blue with his new ro- voter registration drive. But again, mm. it's how they were successful getting new voters in there. That's yeah. why, um, you know, Republicans are always trying to suppress votes. Yeah, no, that's true. Yep. 
Now, a new study said the brain doesn't reach its full maturity until the age of 30, according to neurosciences. Now, uh, Professor Peter Jones of Cambridge said that there is no strict definition for when adulthood starts, but they know your brain is not developed before you hit 30. (laughs) Now, we can't tell you you mature or not, but we know that you're not fully developed yet. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of jokes there, but I ain't gonna. I'm gonna let that go. <laughs> now, now Jimmy, president Jimmy Carter, who's 94, becomes the country's oldest living president, and puts the milestone down to talking uh, to taking walks and following a healthy diet for a lifetime. So he said that um, he's he's 90, 94, 175 days old. So, you know, he's the 39th president, and he was sworn in 42 years ago. So President Carter is still keeping it moving. Yeah. Still now, building this houses. Is an interesting, what'd you say? Still building houses, Habitat for Humanity. Oh, yeah, Habitat for Humanity. He's still going. Now, Big Tobacco brought up sugary, um, bought up sugary drink companies as they used the same tactics Tactics that made cigarette appeal to children to get them to want soda and juice, according to a new study. So the same additives used in cigarettes to control the color and flavor works in beverages is what tobacco executives realized. So a new study from the University of California, San Francisco, um, used secret documents bequeathed to the school as a part of a lawsuit to follow the um, the insidious um, marketing um, of big tobacco, like what they use to put in children's drinks. So check this out. The study serves as evidence that they played a role from moving from tobacco um, and smoking to obesity. So R.J. Reynolds, who owned like Winston's and Salem's, they purchased Hawaii Hawaii Punch, Hawaiian Punch, and market mm-hmm. tested to drink as a cocktail mix for moms, but it didn't go over well, so they tried testing it on children, too, to see if um, if it was the right sweetness. So children was much bigger fans, so the company switched gears. R.J. Reynolds, a tobacco company, marketed um, Hawaiian Punch. <laughs> so guess what <laughs> Philip Morris Philip Morris followed the same trajectory. They bought Kool-Aid from General Foods in 1995. And then they later oh. to back. That is, this is like one really sick thing. But anyway, they went on to test Kool-Aid, and he found out that people like the blue version better. So they got um, what was it called? Capri Sun and Tang is what Philip Morris bought. Tobacco companies at that. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Sick. Damn. They're, they're taking it to a whole nother level with Kool-Aid with me, man. Yeah, they they sure did. So, you know, um, Snapchat may be developing its own gambling platform under a secret Project Cognac is what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Project Cognac. Now, the social media platform is reportedly planning to launch the gaming service at its first ever partner summit in Los Angeles next month. So the service will integrate into Snapchat app. So not only... Will you be able to talk to somebody and have it deleted? You're going to also be able to gamble and lose your money while you're doing it. Thank you very much. Wow. Snapchat. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, that's what they do. 
Now, a former um, federal intelligence officer, 59, who sold classified secrets to China, to China spies, faces up to 15 years. So Rod um, Rockwell Henson, who's 59, was a former U.S. Army officer. He's charged with espionage after prosecutors alleged that he was paid thousands of dollars by the Chinese agent for classified information. So here we go. Mm. So do you know? Wow. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. So- South Florida is seeing a boom in their birth tourism as pregnant women pay big money to travel from Russia and have their babies in America. So Russian women are paying from 20000 to 50000 to brokers in order to give birth in the U.S., so their children have the privileges of U.S. citizens. I don't think they need to build a wall no more. They need to. Um, no. They need to stop people stop like us flying in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, wouldn't that be interesting? They stop pe- anybody pregnant coming to the country. But yep. again, yep. that's um, Putin's people. So yeah. We won't let that happen. Yeah. yeah they, won't be, be they, won't put, they won't be put in cages. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, a woman who's 57. She smiled in her mugshot after she was arrested for handing out marijuana-infused cookies and gummy candies at Wisconsin's Patrick's Day Parade. So Kathleen Krause appeared visibly intoxicated when she approached officers in Westcott, Wisconsin on Sunday, and she smiled ear-to-ear at her mugshot because she was giving away for St. Patrick's Day marijuana-infused cookies. I don't think that's a... Isn't that still illegal in Wisconsin? Yes, it is. It is. Okay. I I wasn't sure. The whole medicinal thing. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, a high school player, 18, is arrested for sexual assaulting an unconscious 16-year-old girl. So Chase um, Eckenrold of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, is accused of kissing uh, the girl's neck and all this other stuff. And then sexually assaulted her when she was unconscious. So I don't know how this is going to pan out. But before, they wanted to give him, uh, let him go on his own recognizance without actually setting bell for him initially. Yeah, we're going to have to see how this one's going to go. But I just wanted to say that story because this is going to come back. I know it is. All right. Now, a British actress at the center of the Warner Brothers scandal said that she is saddened after the film studio boss was forced to step down. Um, after Kevin, um, I guess it's Tahara, handed in his yeah. reg- resignation, um, he now he followed. It was following his allegation that he promised Charlotte Kirk movie roles in exchange for sex. So Kirk has admitted that she was in an intimate relationship with the CEO, but um, has said that she was not responsible for leaking the text which brought the scandal into the public eye. She said our relationship ended many years ago. Um, the release of the story by the Hollywood Reporter was nothing to do with me. In fact, I tried to prevent it. And she said he never promised her anything, um, she said in an earlier statement. Here's what she said. She said, since we were dating, don't you help people out that you dating? That's what she said. Um, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. She's like, but I didn't tell him to do it. But I assume since, you know, I assumed that he was going to help me out. <laughs> uh, now, wow. the, the, 19, the 19-year-old girl who pushed that 16-year-old friend off of a 60-foot bridge pled guilty to reckless endangerment. Now, she punctured both lungs and broke six ribs. So Taylor Smith, 19, pled guilty 
to pushing her off this this bridge near Vancouver last year. She went to court. She accepted a plea deal charged with misdemeanor reckless endangerment for the incident. And uh, when she pushed a 16-year-old off. Now, so technically, she was over age when she pushed a 16-year-old off of a bridge. She faced a year in prison and a $5,000 fine. And now they look like she's going to get um, community service and electronic mon- monitoring, which will well, leave her and find her a home. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, of course. She almost I, 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 I followed this story for a minute, too. Because I, yeah, I thought to myself, how did you just push your friend off? And you could tell the girl wasn't even ready. She just pushed yeah. her. She, everybody's like, jump, jump. And she wasn't going to jump. But then she just pushed her. She pushed her and laughed. Wow. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. so technically, she didn't She didn't mean it, apparently, since they're giving her probation and community service. <laughs> oh, nah, again, I don't yeah. know what to say about this, but here we go. Two mm-hmm. different, Two different worlds. Well. More than two different worlds, but anyway. You're all right. So, what'd you say? You're not lying there. It is two different yeah. worlds, brother. Mm-hmm. Now, um, now there's a science study that says intelligent alien races could travel through interstellar space unseen um, by firing lasers into orbiting black holes. Is what this new study says. So one Ivy League Ivy League administ- uh, astronomer says that humans could achieve, achieve fuel-free interstellar travel, travel by harvesting energy from black holes. And here's the thing. It can also blow you up. So either way, you can either travel real fast or you can die really quickly. So that, I don't know what that study is supposed to mean, but they figure that aliens are doing that. That's why they're traveling so fast, so we might as well try it. This is what you pay your Ivy League um, students for, my uh, people. Just wanted to share that part. Yeah. Now, yeah, you, we're, we're paying them big money to tell you something that um, seems like it's going to be a little bit more um, controversial than it's going to be helpful. All right. Now, um, you know, I wanted to say there's a um, – where is that story? Uh, it just just lost me. But anyway, there, there's a pre- pediatrician who's 71. He's sentenced to 79 years in jail for sexually assaulting 31 children in his exam room after his wife tells the court that he spent the, his whole sinister life lying so he can carry on bu- abuse uninterrupted. So Dr. Johnny Barto was sentenced on Monday mm. to 79 years in prison um, for abusing um, 31 children. And this happened in western Pennsylvania for two decades. Wow. So, yeah. So I say this to the people who feel sorry for Manafort. This guy got 79 years. I think Manafort could have got did more than seven. That's just, oh, that's yeah. just me. Most definitely. <laughs> Most yeah. definitely. So, so, so when people started uh, getting a little crazy, just be like, you know what? Somebody, somebody 70-something got 79 years. <laughs> not, not like that hadn't been done before. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, um, well, I, I think I talked about this story, but, you know, uh, that school district employee who was forced to quit her job after she was filming um, Spitting at Two yeah. Black. And, you know, I've seen this story again, and it still seems like she got off easy. She still has not get, gotten arrested. But, you know, it still is against the law to spit on people. So, right. but, yeah. She, if you haven't seen it, that video is 
Spiral, Facebook, YouTube, or whatever. But she said the N-word three times, spit on somebody, and they still have not brought charges against her. They could at least ban her. They could at least ban her from Walmart. What'd you say? If I'm not mistaken, that is a uh, felony, man. I mean, that is a felony assault, to be honest. If you spit yeah. on somebody, I know in the state of Indiana it's a felony assault. Yeah, I know yeah. that for a fact. Yeah, and I know in New York State it's still a health code violation for even spitting. So technically, she should have gotten that and some kind of assault for for that part. Hmm. But again, she, wow. she was um, she was let off the hook. Now, um, you know the woman, um, what's her name, Lori Laughlin? Is that the woman name who yeah who paid yep. for her kids to get in school? Yeah, yeah Lori Laughlin. Um, had that college bribery scandal. Apparently, mm-hmm. the um, the show that she's she was on Fuller Full House. They have a Fuller House yeah. reboot. They um, apparently won an award yesterday on Nickelodeon. The um, I guess it's Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards in Los Angeles. And so, um, a couple of co-stars came out and um, you know to show their support for her. Now, I don't know how you're going to get oh, off on this one when they prove that you actually paid to get your kids in school. <laughs> and um, they're showing support from her. And at the same time, you know, they're talking about Dr. Dre's child right now. So if you don't know, Dr. Dre gave $70 million donation to USC, and they built this building after him. And Dr. Dre said, my daughter was accepted into USC on her own, no jail time is what he is what he tweeted. But at the same time, you know, he played the game. He gave him a building. USC is a public school. Technically, you know, it wasn't like she. It was a private school, and he backdoored him. He gave him seventy million dollars. So get over it. Yeah. All right, John. We got time for two more, brother. Two more. Okay. Um. You know, see, I, I was, uh, okay, Here, here's one. I, I really don't like doing Oprah stories, but I'll do this. You know, Oprah, there's a story out saying that Oprah is talking about some of the, her old, um, she, she, she was speaking on her new book, The Path Made Clear, which is out um, this week. She said that, um, you know, she was named North America's first black billionaire in 2003 so Oprah revealed that she could never feel comfortable in her own skin and used to um, pretend uh, she, had, she used a pretend anchor, vo- anchor voice we all know what this is it's like when somebody calls your yeah. house and you go hello like she did that and um, she <laughs> said that she built her career off of that so Oprah said that um, you know she was told that she was the wrong color the wrong size and showed too much emotion so Oprah has a new book wow. coming out that talk about her mm-hmm. Oprah struggles. This would be Oprah life kind of thing. In wow. your, well, so, I, I, yeah, we, we got sixty seconds. With sixty seconds, I was gonna lose this live audience. For those who are listening, you should call in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. But uh, I'm quite sure some people are in our archive. So Jerome, one more story, brother. Okay. There's an encrypted message service called Telegram. It said it gained 3 million new users during Facebook outage. So technically, if you want to go someplace other than Facebook, it's called Telegram. T-E-L-E-G-R-A-M. There you go. All right. I had to leave it on the All right. Right. 
<laughs> okay, with that being said, folks, um, look, we got uh, 10 seconds and we're, we're going to lose our live audience. But, hey, look, it's, 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 people usually listen to the archives anyway. So um, there we go. Uh, so we're going to give our final thoughts. So uh, with that being said, Johnny D, you're up first. Right. Again, just want to uh, say thank you to everyone who's given me an opportunity to have a voice uh, and extend my uh, well wishes and prayers to uh, Jay's pastor as well as Miss Vanessa and Dr. Williams. And again, great show. I, I always appreciate uh, the education process that, that Jerome takes us through. Um, I can say just, just an in, intelligent brother, and I, and I appreciate having the chance to Talk to you and uh, and listen to you each week. All right, my brother. All right, Jerome, with that being said, it's on you. Well, you know what? I want to just tell everybody, have a good week. And I appreciate everyone on the show as well. And, um, hey, even though this mother stuff came out and this report came out, it is just getting started. So, hey, for those people who are clapping, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see how this feels in about two weeks. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, before Jay left, he and I had a slight conversation. You never know um, if it's going to be your last time seeing somebody. So if you see somebody and you want to say something, express it to them, express it to them, because you never know if it's the last time you're going to see them or not. So that's my final thought. And with that being said, Jerome, if it's Sunday... And we're talking serious stuff. What time is it for, my friend? Time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe show. All right. Thank you, my friend. And with that being said, we'd like to say, Kathleen Williams, thank you. I hope you get better. Vanessa, I hope you get better. Uh, Jay, I'm praying for your pastor. Johnny, thank you for coming out. Paul Moskever, thank you for coming out. And once again, if you're talking stuff, I'll tell you stuff, folks. That's the time for the series of the show. And with that, we bid you adieu, folks.